0: Recorded live. Hello, everyone. I am so delighted that Catherine Hummel, who is a coach, which doesn't even begin to cover the power and punch of the transformative work she does with women, she helps women um, apply hefty doses of self-love, appreciation, and acceptance to their lives. And I'm so happy to talk with her about radical self-love and how that might affect us as parents. Welcome, Catherine.
1: Thank you so much, Sarah.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to have you join me because self-care is like a full 25% of what we talk about in my peak parenting program, and I would love to know a little bit more about the work you do with women.
1: Sure. So, my path started actually while I was sitting in grad school getting a master's in public health and learning about how to run programs and create policies around healthy behavior in relationships and around food, right, all public health issues. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there realizing that you can have all of the best intentions in the world, but that every decision we make is reflective on how we feel about ourselves. So at about that time, I began my own personal growth journey, attending several workshops and signing up to work with my own coach and decided that I know how to rally people to make all their dreams come true, but I wouldn't be helping anyone if their self-worth was dependent on those dreams. And so I start with creating a solid foundation of feeling amazing about oneself and then how to take all of that energy to create the dream and the life and the now, specifically, healthy relationship Mm -hmm. come true. So I'm a self-love coach and leading to healthy relationship coach for women.
0: That's amazing. Um, And that's what families are all about. So I work with families, and families are about relationships inherently. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And the the self-love and self-care are so important. How does it? How does it transform? Obviously, you can't have the relationship you want if you don't have the self worth. Um, how does that transformation process work? Because you could tell me that I should love myself, but mm-hmm. that might mm-hmm. not do
1: the trick. Yeah, no, it's that's such a great question because I think thanks to Facebook, right, which is amazing, but anyone who has signed up for your program, right, is obviously already chosen to do work on themselves, right? And the people that come to me have already been bombarded with any with some kind of Facebook message, right? Or they're reading self help books, right? And yep. and hearing the you know, you have to love yourself before you love others, right? Da 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 da. And so, what I like to think I do is really transform the self love intention from just a yeah, 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 I know I should do that, or yeah, 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 I'll just say some affirmations, uh-huh. but to really ex- having an experience of a relationship with oneself. So, self love that goes beyond affirmation, but to a self love of I understand what's most important to me, and I make time for it. Mm -hmm. I understand what I value, and then what I value is mirrored in what my partner values and what we value as a family unit, and how I treat and take care of myself becomes not only how I treat and take care of my children, but how I treat and care for the people in my life, clients in my life, friends in my life, and that is the work, that it goes beyond just saying affirmations, but that I become a completely different person because how I feel about myself will be reflected in every single decision I make in my life. And I do work, you know, I work with single women. I work with single parents. I work with women who are in relationship, you know, and it's all a similar path them just feeling amazing about themselves and then from that place I make better decisions in my life. I make empowering decisions in my life. I make time for myself and I make time with my kids rather than what I imagine you see Sarah too is like quality time with our kids not just the oh yeah I'm driving them around town to all of their events and we're having dinner super fast and then they go to bed right Mm -hmm. Um, but being present to not only ourselves, but to all the people we care about in our lives. Sure.
0: Yeah, the rush, rush, rush. This, mm-hmm. I find it's a big factor in helping people to slow things down, that that's such a huge factor, yeah. not only for the actions that you're taking, because I hear you talking about two different things. One is the thoughts you tell yourself, the affirmation, the story, and then there's the decisions, but then there's the third step, which is taking action, because I could tell myself I'm worthy of getting up and meditating or exercising every morning and I could decide to do it. But if I don't actually take the action, the message doesn't kind of feed back. The feedback loop mm-hmm. isn't complete until I take that action. And then right. I get to have the experience of actually taking care of myself. Um, so that is that came to mind when you were talking. How, mm-hmm. how big of a – like what does that mean for children in your experience when they see – somebody modeling
1: that multi-step
0: process
1: oh my gosh it's everything it's everything and while i'm not a parent i have the experience of being a child and i watched everything that my parents did and You know, I love my mom and have a healthy relationship with her now, but as a child, I learned that it was more important for me to take care of other people than to take care of myself, because that's what my mother did, right? We came first. And so as a girl especially, and I think this, this is the message that then's translated in the world for young girls, right? It's about other people always, right? You're the nurturer, the caregiver. Everything is about other rather than you. Yep. And so the message that you send, or at least I you know that maybe not all parents, but the message that I saw and mm-hmm. subtly received through watching my mother not take care of herself was I'm not important. I don't matter. And the work that I do, and I, and I recently had a client, you know, it's painful to own this, but once she got this, that was how she was able to transform, was really when you own that the message you tell yourself every day, subtly, maybe you don't say it, you know, looking in the mirror, but each time you make someone else more important than you, you're telling yourself, I don't matter.
0: Yeah, it reinforces it.
1: Right. So I matter is is the first step. And when, and I then, you know, as a teenager and then young adult, being around women who did take care of themselves, I got to see what was possible and then adopted those beliefs for myself. Wait, I do matter. And that when I take care of myself, I have so much more to give. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. We talk a lot about um we use all kinds of different metaphors in my program, filling your own cup, uh, keeping gas tank full, recharging your own battery. Um, It's certainly a a cultural bias that we have here that, you know, the children come first. We want to make sure they're well taken care of. And, of course, we do want to make sure they're well taken care of. But we're, you know, that old adage that you have to put your own oxygen mask on first is cliche, but I say it all the time because you can't, you're just no good to anybody else if you haven't recharged your own battery and it's you know that's that slowing down piece. It's such a mindfulness practice to catch yourself even doing those things or telling yourself those things. Mm-hmm. That um, do you have any like suggestions for people who want to watch like ways different ways to be mindful or tips mm-hmm. for catching yourself slipping down the path of the old way of thinking or being?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, my big thing is all around living intentionally mm-hmm. because the mind and life is set up to essentially always take me out, right? There will always be something to do. There's always something oh, yeah. to be distracted by, right? And so if I – and practice is my, is my favorite word. Like I did not change overnight, right? I have three-month programs, six-month programs, one-year-long programs because I don't know anyone who just flip a switch okay. and you're different. And so even the act of catching yourself, is amazing progress, like the saying, okay, stop, pause, slow down, reset. And there was a woman that I worked with uh, four years ago who was telling me about a story her mom would share with her that her, her mom was a doctor. And she said, my mom said that she'd come home, pull into the driveway, and she'd turn off the car and take 30 seconds in the car to transition before she walked into the house to be with her kids. And I'm like... That is amazing. Like, that's amazing, right? And so I think, you know, when I teach self-care, a lot of women think that self-care is about doing the extravagant things, right? Oh, I need to go to the spa for an hour, right? Or I need to go work out for two hours, or I need to go get a massage and do this extreme behavior, whereas what I actually teach self-care is actually about how I'm being every moment, that it really would only take one moment of a breath to be transformed, Right, that's an act of self-care, 30 seconds of breathing. Mm-hmm. Go into the bathroom and give your – I think timeouts for adults are the most underutilized relationship <laughs> tool there is. Breathe, breathe, <laughs> um, so freak, yes. We Yes. I talk a lot about parent
0: timeouts. Good. You yeah. don't really need the timeouts. They have underdeveloped brains. They're not in charge of themselves. The grown-ups right. are, but we have to take breaks, yeah. Right. I, I definitely am right on the same page with you. We We, we awesome. talk a lot about different, like – Sensory um, go-tos like, um, you know, having a lotion you like to put on your hands that you can like rub in for 20 seconds, but you take a smell mm-hmm. of it and it transports you, it calms you down, or right. visual vacations. You know, I I suggested recently to Google. Google sandy beaches and see what comes up. And if you look at a picture of a sandy beach, it might calm you down, even if it only takes 10 seconds. Mm. And it is so important with our busy lives and with um, especially busy parents trying to meet the needs of little ones to spatter those little itty-bitty micro um,
1: self-care moments throughout the day. Those are
0: awesome. Mm. Um, And I
1: imagine you teach... I mean, you can do it with your child oh, for crying out right. Like it doesn't have to be by yourself, you but teaching yourself the yeah. yeah the slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, looking in the mirror and saying affirmations together, right? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, my my preschooler once held up the five fingers to ask me to blow out the candles because that's something I used to ask him to do when he got overexcited. And one day he said, "Mommy, you need to blow out the candles." Oh,
1: <laughs> so that's <you> <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> you can see me getting all stressed out. Sometimes people mm. ask me, do you need to take a deep breath? I'm like,
1: yes, That is I so do. cute. I right, we work to worked help it. We each, each other.
0: Support. Right, Absolutely. beautiful. I lose I lose my cool too. It's part of being a human being. Mm-hmm. But modeling, getting it back. But I also know that I am prone to slipping down the, the, the rabbit hole of, you know, engaging in a negative viewpoint or in, you know, having some negative self-talk come out either, even if not out of my mouth, out in my attitude, um, what kind of impact does that have? And obviously you want to stop it as quickly as you can, but um,
1: Mm -hmm. thoughts on that? I saw a quote once that said, how the parent talks to themselves and the child will become the child's inner voice. Yes, Peggy O'Mara. Yeah, and that, okay. is, that was my experience, actually, as a child. You know, whatever my mom was saying to me became how I spoke to myself, and it was all negative. But in in terms of how to transform it and, and how it can be transformed is recognizing in, co- in the coaching world we call it our critic voice,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we all have it. And I watch a lot of personal growth stuff be actually about, like, how to get rid of it, Mm -hmm. whereas what I teach is actually that's impossible. (laughs) You can make the critic quieter. Mm -hmm. Rather, like, you can't get rid of it. And so the transformation tool is being able to say – oh, there goes my critic, rather than wanting the critic to say something different, like, oh, there's my critic again, and teaching kids that, right? And then teaching them that there is the voice of love also available. And my favorite mantra is love is louder. Love is much louder than fear, than the critic voice, than any negative self-talk. And that is how the transformation process has worked for me is not – how to get rid of the critic but how to be able to just say okay that's one part of me but that's not who I am and love is louder I love that that's
0: fantastic yeah it's um, the acknowledgement and the validation which we talk a lot about um, in my program with littler kids because their emotions are so big and so Mm. volatile and so their children themselves are just kind of tippy to flop into their emotional selves and we often, in the same way we might argue with our own critic, want that to stop like we want it to stop, and there's really no way to make it stop. We just have to um acknowledge it and validate it, and then it gets quieter, right, and you can choose mm-hmm. a different a different voice to listen to that's right cool. i'm I'm sitting I have to just mention just based on our conversation, I'm sitting in my colleague's office right now, and um there's a postcard right in front of my face that says, "Choose love." Of course, put those postcards all around our houses. Choose love. Yeah, of Um, course. So, you know, you've sort of alluded to it in our conversation here about you know the way that we are raised impacts the way that we think about ourselves, and I sort of consider it a reparenting process to gain a better self-concept and to gain uh, a kinder and gentler Mm -hmm. inner voice. Um, What's your take on that? kind of idea of
1: reparenting well funny you say that that's exactly what I do the deeper work I do to get to healthy relationship I work with women who have had traumatic childhoods right and who had parents that were disempowering and you know the child was shamed right so everything that I do now is actually about reparenting helping that woman reparent herself that she actually has the possibility of a healthy relationship. So there's another way to reaffirm just how important it is to parent in a healthy way because that will dictate how that child shows up around their relationship to love as an adult. Um, because I'm now coaching all of those women to reparent themselves and transform themselves to even have the capacity to experience a healthy relationship, because if I am treated poorly as a child, then I'll believe that that's what love is. So then I settle for unhealthy relationships in my life, because I think that that's okay, and I make that the norm, rather than the norm being I am worthy and deserving of respect and care and love. And Pia Melody, one of my favorite teachers, actually says the minimum of love is respect.
0: Mm. Nice.
1: And that's another favorite. So reparenting is exactly right. That's exactly right And what we do.
0: Yeah. I also think of it in terms of, like, building a different brain. Like, mm-hmm. that the brain that our, our, because brains get built through relationships, right. that the, the brain that my parents helped build was wired in a certain direction for certain expectations and certain beliefs. And that there's sort of like an, un, an uncoupling that needs to happen in there and a rewiring mm-hmm. to build a different brain. And, and the, I think the trickier piece or one of the tricky pieces for parents is that we're simultaneously trying to help our children build brains that are wired for love and wired for, you know, positive connection. But we're having to do this kind of double duty because we have to rewire our own brains at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where um, my cousin recently taught me this new term, rapid self-forgiveness, And I was like, oh, that is so perfect for the work that I do because if you have parents and people who are raising little ones who aren't going to get it right every time, it's just not going to happen. We're practicing, like you said. And if we can engage in rapid self-forgiveness as a tool for being able to move past those bumps a little more quickly, um, that is Mm a good good, good thing. Is self-forgiveness part of what you do when you work with folks?
1: Yeah, so my... Catherine Hummel formula to self love <laughs> yes, um, is self care, self acceptance, and self expression. Oh. And self forgiveness is under the umbrella of self acceptance. And we know now that we live in a world where the ego's favorite thing is to be perfect right uh-huh. we have to we have to be perfect okay. at everything and i know especially as i got into personal growth it was like oh if i just learn this thing i'm going to do it right every single time <laughs> right and that i'm always human i am human first yeah. and so the self acceptance piece is being able to say and this is you know what i do for women who are reparenting themselves from childhood is actually being able to just accept where you have come from Mm -hmm. rather than reject it or resist it or push it away because the acceptance piece is how you transform it. And I was talking with my fiance last night about the importance of saying sorry Mm -hmm. um, because we each had parents that would behave badly but then not say sorry. Yeah. Um, And so that is unbelievably transformational for a child. If the parent overreacts or if you don't behave Perfectly to be able to look at your child and say, you know what, what mommy, you know what mommy just did was not okay, and I'm sorry, right? And I'm beginning again now. Um, yep. And that is how you develop relationship, and that's a practice that he and I even have. In in, I mean, forgiveness has to be a part of a healthy relationship. That's the that's a core tool, um, a core component of healthy relationship is the practice of forgiveness so you can't forgive others until you learn how to actually forgive yourself because what i how i treat myself will be how i treat others so if i have all of these unrealistic ridiculous expectations of my own perfection then i will be very judgmental of other people who don't behave the way i think they're supposed to oh does that make sense
0: oh absolutely yeah. Yes, and the the parental apology is such an important, such important modeling. It's like massive. It really yeah. it's amazing. Yep.
1: And even as an adult now, because we were talking about it about our own parents now, you know, on sure. on the impact of not saying sorry and what that does around creating intimacy, right? Like it's a vulnerability to say, you know, right, what I just did was not okay. I'm sorry, right? It's vulnerable. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and that's where we can connect with each other right yeah oh I'm um, so thank you so much for your time i would love for you to share where people can find you online and the work that the amazing work that you do for
1: folks yes yes so my website is www.katherine c-a-t-h-e-r-i-n-e dash hummel h-u-m-m-e-l dot com and there's all my information i'm also on facebook and my most recent program is 21 Days to Lasting Self-Love. So I know we don't change overnight. However, I do believe that I created a 21-day program to massive (laughs) transformation around self-love, and it's all focused on those three principles, so self-care, self-acceptance, and self-expression, and how to master them. And I called it Lasting Self-Love because I do believe that this program creates the experience of a 21 day practice and habit that then becomes forever. I love that. I was
0: thinking when you said 21 days, I was like, isn't there something about how it takes 21 days to make a new habit? Mm
1: hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and your perspective. I really appreciate
1: it. You're so welcome, and I'm so excited for every person that has chosen to participate in your program.
0: Thank Sounds you. Sounds amazing.
1: All right. Thanks so much, Catherine. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Haha, in my dentist's office.